So we had a question, could you explain dementia? And why does the body decide to incapacitate somebody to such a degree that you don't even know what's going on? Hi, my name is Yvette Rose author and founder of Metaphysical Anatomy, which is a diverse and dynamic book where I talk about many, many elements and also how thousands of people share the same emotional trauma stress factors collectively that also share these ailments. And welcome to another Ask Yvette episode. And today we're going to be talking about dementia. Now let's start by looking at what is dementia? Because Dementia, when you have that, you have a loss of memory, loss of language, you know, language challenges, and you also struggle to problem solve. And dementia is more than just one ailment. It's an overall term. It's not necessarily a single standalone ailment. And the causes of this can be a wide range of causes, such as accidents, injuries, infections, especially of the nervous system. And of course, long time alcohol abuse and the list can go on. Now, dementia is also known for surfacing because of calcium that are in the arteries of the brain, which causes now arteries also to become hard which increases blood pressure as a secondary ailment. And then you can also have, for example, a higher chance now of having a stroke because of the plaguing, like the, 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 packet, the calcium packing onto the arteries of the brain. Now, what you can look at as well is to flip this by looking at if someone, for example, <clears throat> had a stroke. That could actually already be a very early, early, early sign of potential dementia already developing. So even though you're looking at the psychosomatics then of a stroke, if that is what happened first, meaning the person has not been diagnosed with dementia, and I'm not saying that if you had a stroke, you're going to get dementia. It's just a warning sign of a potential of dementia, of impeding dementia if you will, in that case, to have a look at that as well. But either way, what's interesting is that the psychosomatics of a stroke and of dementia is very, very similar. So now let's look at the psychosomatics of the brain, because I want to look at, but tap a little bit more into the brain aspect, the calcium and the arteries and then combine them as well to create a full interpretation. And then I'll dive in a little bit deeper as well into other potential causes and the psychosomatics of that. So let's just quickly here have a, big, a quick review around the brain. The brain is a control center, right? It's all about control. And that also psychosomatically translates into where in our life do we feel out of control of certain circumstances? Normally what this would mean is that you're looking at circumstances where you feel that you have to be part of something that you maybe don't necessarily want to be a part of. There's a feeling of like, I have to, it's an obligation, I should, it's the right thing to do. But the more that you do that, the more you start to lose control of your desires, your needs, your dreams, your goals, and your identity. So 
normally basically because dementia is a loss of memory it, it kind of brings up that itching potential question that you also want to ask what in your past is it that you don't want to remember because when you look at people with dementia you're looking at someone who has created a type of coping mechanism a type of lifestyle that's very high paced very stressful maybe perhaps very intense their emotions are tend to be high not necessarily in an aggressive way but someone that's a bit like a busy body you know someone that's like an ant they're always busy with something as a way to distract them from how they feel but also as a way of finding an outlet for the stress and the tension that they're feeling or trying to suppress from their past. And so this, this type of behavior normally requires a lot of energy and we tend to tap into our adrenaline resources, which is a result of the fight or flight instinct, which then tells you that something maybe happened in their life where that fight or flight switch never really fully switched off that was triggered by a past stressful event and so now they've learned how to cope with this high level of adrenaline and stress but of course you're looking at someone that could potentially be having adrenal fatigue chronic fatigue and what can happen is as well that you can start to have an infection of the nervous system and this can also lead to dementia now when you look at infection of the nervous system that is a dead dead giveaway of suppressed anger a suppressed fight instinct that's never fully been able to be released whether it's for safety reasons whether it's feeling insecure about it it doesn't matter the fact still stands that it's been suppressed and anytime when you look at pain and infections in the body you know that you're looking at suppressed anger now anger is not necessarily an emotion per se anger in MAT as when I teach my classes we we refer more to anger as a symptom it's a symptom of an emotion because that's kind of like the last ripple effect of a much deeper inner wound that is taking place so here in this case, you might be looking at moments and, and events that made you, or even people, that made you feel powerless, that made you feel out of control, that made you feel unsafe, that made you feel helpless. So that could be the underlying core emotions that this person is battling with that they haven't fully resolved in their life. And their coping mechanisms have become so destructive that their psychologically and their health Struck is now it, it's it's challenged as a result of that because we're not designed to live in a high-paced emotional state all the time we're actually biologically designed to be quite calm to be very relaxed and then to go into our fight-or-flight instinctive reactions when there's an actual potential threat but for this person who is potentially now suffering from dementia that threat that they perceived as, as going through or trying to survive in their childhood hasn't really fully reset itself to, for the body to realize that the threat is over. And they stay in that fast-paced hyperdrive state to avoid the feelings of feeling unsafe, loss of control, feeling threatened, and the list can go on. Now, when you look at dementia as well, let's say it's as a result of alcohol abuse, 
it doesn't change the underlying cause of it because you're drinking for a reason. What is it that the alcohol allows you to feel or escape from that you feel you can do or escape from without it? It's like the alcohol is used as a leverage. It's only a tool to accomplish a certain emotional state or to feel a certain level of escape from something. So the begs the question, what is that something, right? That something is a traumatic event, a stressful event from their past that they felt they were never able to overcome, meaning they never became resilient in that moment and instead they flipped the opposite and it influenced their quality of life in a very negative long-term way and they've spent basically their whole lifetime trying to cope with it instead of dealing with it. So now also here an interesting observation I'd like to share with you in terms of like the psychological patterns that I notice amongst people that, that, that do develop dementia is that these people experience, like I said, they experience a trauma and instead of being in a state of shock or being depressed about it and all maybe negative about it, their coping mechanism is to put like a positive spin on the negative event. Meaning the added stress, for example, that the experience is transformed, right? It's transformed into what I would call and what we teach in MAT as positive trauma. They subconsciously try to get rid of their stress or process it by becoming very active in their life with something, like doing things for other people. However, it is also through their actions and their approaches that they are also very positive. And it comes with a very deep, intense underlying stress and intensity, still though, which also drains the body, especially the nervous system. And they don't express their anger or their resentment because they're trying to stay connected to this positive state that is being fueled and driven by their old negative trauma that they're trying to convert into a positive state. And this negative suppression, which is then released, like I said, now in a positive perceived way, psychosomatically has a very big impact on the nervous system because it's trying to tell the, the body is saying there's a threat and your mind is saying, no, there's not. And now the body and the mind is feeling conflicted between is there a threat now or is there not? Can I relax? Can I not? So they never find that place of that equilibrium. They don't find that place of balance. And of course, this constant back and forth in their battle can lead to a lot of frustration. It can lead to a lot of feelings of anger. It's like, why do I feel like this? Like just feeling helpless because of the way that you feel leading to or could potentially be spiking and firing off infections and the suppressed anger then also goes hand in hand with that and this also counts for most ailments where they are also challenged with infections autoimmune diseases hmm. you should have a look at some of the videos that i also already made about autoimmune ailments and how to combat that so you can find that at eventvideos.com and guys i hope this helped and thank you so much for asking all these great questions keep them coming and until next time be the light that you are
Thank you for joining me and remember to grab your copy of Metaphysical Anatomy on Amazon 679 Medical Elements. And I also wrote about the psychosomatic root causes of that. And I'm spoiling it because I even added key points for you to start looking at important questions that you can ask yourself to start improving your quality of life. And also remember to catch me on Instagram, Yvette Rose, one with the digit one, and Metaphysical Anatomy on our Facebook fan page. Bye, guys.